episode number 71 of the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So, Tom, we're back in the doom and gloom of the Granite City in Aberdeen and in, in, uh, in Afford as well. What What's happened to us? Well, this time last week we were nursing a hangover and you were in bits. <laughs> so it's, it's a week since, it's Monday night, it's a week and a, a week and two days since the UTMB. And that's all that's on anyone's lips. So we're going to, I mean, today we're going to, let's be honest, the bulk of this is UTMB recap. We've got a bunch of other stuff which we will get to, but Kyle, how are you feeling? Uh, well, the first thing I said to you, Tom, was I've got a cold sore, <laughs> I feel run down, I feel I've been mowed over by a, a bus, mowed over by a bus, hit by a bus, hit by a bus. I call it, and uh, I don't know, anyone, if anyone's had this feeling before, please let me know, because I'm... I'm, 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 I don't know. I'm not that concerned, but um, I'm getting uh, pins and needles in my my feet. But That's it's not bizarre. sore. It's just weird pins and needles, and I've, I didn't actually get the pins and needles until the last couple of days. So okay. if anyone has had that after doing a stupid distance, please let me know and reassure me that my feet aren't going to fall off and my running career is not over. So, um, so well, so let's we've over That's the. Before we finish with how you're feeling now, let's rewind back. Firstly, well done, mate. You're an absolute hero. Like the you, you've completed the UTMB. Your UTMB finisher. You know, I was there. I saw what sort of shit went down at the UTMB. That is an absolute <laughs> monster of a race. Two and a half thousand starters, nine hundred DNF says it all. So, I mean, over to you. I don't know where you want to start. Well, I, Tell I, the story. I think where I want to start is, um, firstly, like. I didn't think I'd be talking about just finishing the race. Um, and now I get, right, we know when you, you hear people, you know, and I'm, I'm sure we're all, we've all been there, but I think it's been, you know, even as a, as a top, I say a top athlete, you know, a, 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 a podium finisher in certain races here and there, uh, local, national, whatever, but like, it really does make it a little bit more, would it be, um, not, what's the word I'm looking for? Not humble, but um, appreciative. I, yeah, appreciative of of the the sheer scale of the challenge of certain races. Whether that, I mean, for me, this when I was it was only until I was doing the race thinking, holy shit, this race is an absolute ball ball buster, really. Like, and for some people, it might be to complete a five k. It might be to 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 finish a ten k or a marathon or whatever. I mean, you know, some people take double the time that me and you would take for a marathon that must be a big achievement in itself to, to run that period of time yeah and it might even be hilly it might be a mountain marathon it might be a really really hot day and i think for me it really did just really brought home the the sheer um you know the, the sheer difficulty that that running and also mountain mountainous terrain can bring like those those mountains like holy shit they were they weren't just they weren't just your 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 uh, your scalties and your your oh, no. bends, were they? And I can you know I mean I've done these sort of hills before, but to run 105 miles in those, I think perhaps I was going into it underestimating how how difficult it would be. And um, but uh, yeah, I, I think what what I would say is in general, if somebody said to me, would you um, would would you change your training? Based on the position that I ran, the position that I came, I I think I would say no. I really think I would say like 
No, based on the 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 the, the stage that I am at my current life, you know. So really. on the result, right? So thirty hours, hundred fourteenth place out of, as I said, two and a half thousand starters. How how does that sit with you now? I know, and how does that feel compared to what you were looking for out of this race? Even even though you didn't know really in hindsight what you were expecting as a as a challenge. Well, I think that probably brings it down to <clears throat> going through the race, you know, because I think during the race, my my expectations were different, you know, they, were, they, they ranged so much that at the start I thought, holy holy Christ, I'm in I'm in about 100th place here, and there's about <laughs> 10 ladies in front of me, and, and, and no disrespect to the to the ladies, because... <laughs> I mean, I got checked. Me, I got checked in the tens, you know. So I love it. One of my yeah. one of my favourite moments was when you said to me, "We'll cut. We'll, we will talk through it, I guess, sequentially." But you said to me, "Kermie, I think I'm being checked," and I was like, "Mate, that's the least of your worries right now." <laughs> but I was. Uh, it was only when. I, I mean, I think we were. At, I mean, I, I, let's get start. Let's get to the the start line. Um, the start line. Oh my God, the best start line you'll ever you'll ever get in, you'll get ever experience. I was at the start, so I, I started, um, we, we got the start, the start of the race was at 6, was it 6 p.m.? I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, 6 p.m. Yeah, 6, 6 p.m., so we get to the, to the mate, the city centre, the square, about half an hour ago, um, we, and we'll speak about the Scots, Scottish results, but we, we, we met up with Tom Owens uh, and, and Ross, Ross Gollan, he was um, crewing, helping, supporting Tom, yeah. And uh, yeah, said uh, good lucks and all that. Um, and then I I went into the the sort of start line. But what I didn't realise was, I mean, because I was an elite, I was uh, you've got like an elite pen. I think elite pen number two. I think I was in. I walk I walk along the start line. Everyone's lined up. Not everyone, but I, most people lined up. So I get I get right to the start line, <laughs> and I just sat. It was like I, was, I can't go any further back. So I was right at the front, and I didn't really want to be right at the front. And who was I standing next to? Um, I was standing next to Andy Simmons, who's a, a French, um, he's a GB uh, runner, but lives in France now. He's uh, brothers of Andy Simmons. So, uh, sorry, Joe Simmons, who's a, um, he's, he lives in Scotland in Glasgow as a doctor. Um, and right next to me, rubbing shoulders, was uh, last year's champion, Xavier uh, Zevenard. And I was just like, holy moly, this is amazing. I'm like rubbing, you know, I wasn't rub, you know, rubbing them properly, you know. I, I was getting a good, a good old, uh, <laughs> a, good, a good old rub with shoulders without, without really noticing it. And I was like, good luck. And he said, good luck. He just looks like a little boy, you know, just a little boy going for yeah. a run in the mountains. Unbelievable, you know, nothing of the guy, you know, a wee guy as well. And uh, and that that was that. And then you get the music, you know, the the, the good old European type. Uh, um, you know, sort the of drama, drama type, dramatic type uh, music. Very, very. Um, have you seen the? Have you seen that YouTube video that we shared on the Facebook page? Because if anyone hasn't watched it, that captures the start. I mean, it puts chills through me just watching it with it a Viking chills. clap. Oh, it, it did. It's brilliant. You know, again, it put chills through me. Um, I mean, I was almost in tears at the start line because <laughs> it was that powerful. You know, it was just amazing. Like, I mean, if anyone. If you ever get a chance to do UTMB or maybe any, I don't know what the other ones are like, but certainly UTMB, it's you know, it's it's uh, it's built, it, it's there's a real hype and a build up to it, and it it, de- it definitely captures the imagination of of ultra trail running and 
the the sheer um, significance it has on the, the global stage. It was just, oh man. I mean, I, 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 but then by that point, I'm getting in motion. I'm going, right, there's two and a half thousand runners in this really, really small, narrow street. And I'm going to, I'm thinking, right, I'm going to have to run. I'm at the front here. I'm going to have to run quite hard in case I get trampled on. If you fall in that race, yeah. you're over, you know. You're absolutely gone because you're not going to get back up after that. Because it's far, you, it's too, it's too it's narrow. There's too many people going too fast at the start. So uh, the gun goes off. I'm going about, I don't know, seven and a half minute mile. And now in my head, I thought, right, just you know, the, the first couple of hundred meters, it'll start breaking up a wee bit. It started, and that's what happened. Um, and then I started taking it a lot easier, um, starting to slow down. And it was only in, in, in what, I, what was interesting was Xavier was, it took him about five minutes to go past me. So he must have went off really easy at the start, which ah, quite right. You know, I yeah. thought was that was interesting. Um, but I didn't think I went off too hard at the start. I think I, I did, I um, went off controlled and, and not stupid. And, um, and I let a lot of people go past me in the 120th place, perhaps, uh, at the, at the at the start, and I just got in a groove. It was quite wet at the start, um, so I was yeah. I was a bit worried that I was going to get chaffed the whole the whole hundred and five miles. But um, it dried up uh, mm. later on in the evening and in, into the night. So that that was probably worse than the weather, really. I think the conditions actually were really good. Like I think it was it was you look at some of the videos of the past. It's been wet and minging, or I mean it was pretty warm on the second day. But I when it was thunder and lightning before the start, I was like, oh Jesus, this is going to be a disaster for him. <laughs> But it was it was it really did come together well. Yeah, it did, and uh, you know when you've got metal poles in your your pocket, of you, course, you don't really, yeah. you don't want to be getting stung, struck by lightning. So on, <laughs> yeah. on the subject of met, uh, or, or running poles, uh, a massive shout out to John Conley for giving um, for him giving me a lend of his poles. Uh, really, really appreciated it. Um, it saved me having to fork out 150 odd pounds to get a, a decent pair for the race um, I'm not a cheapskate whatsoever but uh, I did mention in the previous podcast um, that my, my, my poles were meant to arrive in, in Chamonix and they, they failed to arrive which is uh, quite quite disappointing so uh, I, I, I'm really really thankful for John for giving me a lend of his poles and he's, uh, he's, he's, he's doing, he needs them for the Transvaal I think he's doing the Trans Grands Canaria race 125k race next year so which you'll be uh, you'll be needing them for that race. So uh, good luck for the training, John. I no doubt see yourself and Graham as well. So th- those guys were crewing Paul Giblin um, yes. at the race, as you as you well know, Tom. So um, and so again, yeah, again, like you say, we'll talk about the Scottish guys uh, during during the recap. But so there, yeah, that, that's that. That's a wee note on the polls. Um, and that, as we mentioned, that eight k to Lahouche, holy moly. When we get to Lahouche, Tom, right, it was just mental. The crowds, oh my word! And then, what was the you were at Le Lacoste? I well, I saw you. You did, yeah. I saw you at Saint Gervais for a cheeky high five, which was really that was a it was a lovely little spot. It was Friday that was night. The time, wasn't it? That That's was right. The, yeah, the wee town oh, where there was like right. there was a brass band and all sorts. That's right. Yeah, that was just like you know the the, the crowds you get at London Marathon. They're really yeah. loud. Um, but the crowds you get at this wee town, San Gervais, is ten times as, as good, ten times as loud. And why are they loud, Tom? Two things. Kids and bells, cowbells. <laughs> yeah, and Kids beer. And cowbells and beer. <laughs> it was just, it was mental. It was like, so, yeah, it was the, crazy. The, the kids, like, the, 
the thing that inspired me about the race was the amount of kids on this like at the side of the road not not just at Sandra Bay but throughout the whole race there was kids in the mountains uh, at like three in the morning asking for high fives you know and if you don't get them a high five some of them start crying if you give them a <laughs> high five they they feel like they've just uh, uh, high fived a one of their superheroes you know and and that just that gives you so much energy when you're when you're going through the race. So what's that like when you run through somewhere like San Gervais? It's a town, it's boisterous, it's buzzing. How do you run through that and try and hold back to like nine minute miling? I yeah, I find it really easy actually because I okay. I kind of I kept slowing down for the high fives. <laughs> Maybe I slowed down too much. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, no, I didn't. I didn't slow down that much. But I well, uh, well you but... went through Les Uch at ninety six position. And you, you came through Con- Le Contamine, we'll get to the first checkpoint, at 30k, I think you were like 70th or something. So, Sanjare, you were probably about 80, something like that. Yeah, okay. Um, I think I think the biggest thing for, for, for the whole race was, I find that I was smiling and, and not just, not laughing. I mean, it's quite hard to laugh when you're doing 105 miles, but the energy you'd expend in doing that. But just smiling at people, um, really really made things I don't know any like try this when you're running folks I know some of you are running just now uh, you might be doing an interval session god forbid if you're doing an interval session listen to TRS but yeah uh, disaster <laughs> yeah but if you don't if you if you are and it's hurting give us go and smile just smile and see see if the pain goes away it might not go away completely but I I, I would I assure you it'll make it easier to get through that, that <laughs> yeah. session folks Give us your feedback. Let us know if it works or not. There's a wee experiment for everyone. Nice. Um, but yeah, uh, so to answer your question, so I was in, well, I, I think I've already answered it, but um, so going from Sandra V, uh, Le, Le Contamine, what, what was I there? What position did I get to there? I think from memory you were like something like 70th. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think I just. Ah, started... here we go. I've got it up. So, Andrew, so 91st through Lesouche. You were 78 through Saint-Gervais and you were 77 at Le Contamine. So you found sort of, you know, 10 places, 12 places through Les Uches to Le Contamine. Yeah. I think, yeah, between Saint-Gervais and Le Contamine, um, the, the, probably a vet, you know, some people still going past me. Uh, I might be going past other folk. Um, so, yeah, it's quite difficult after that 30k to really know, um, kind of know who, where you're at, where you're, where, where you're sitting at. But, I mean, the time we get to Le Contamine, that's starting to get a bit dark, isn't it? Yes, it was dark. Yeah. It was dark at Le Contamine. Yeah. So, so, so I'm you... gonna. So, well, I'm gonna share something about Le Contamine. So, you and I went through all the prep the night before. Yeah. We went through. We had a great plan. All the sheets, all your shit. We went through everything for your bag. We went through the checklist of what you need to have in your bag, two or three times. What did we not do though? Well, what I must say is, right before you say that. Tom, you were on the ball with the kit planning. You had spreadsheets ready. You had, uh, oh, you just had it. You had it down to a T. You were abs. You were, you were fantastic. When but it I came missed to, it. <laughs> when you, but when it came to one thing, now this is my uh, fault in a way because I should have known this. It's both um, our fault, I think. Yeah. So, so what? So yeah, yeah. We, we didn't take the the access pass for the aid station. So the, they're so it's strict. Patience. At the, at the checkpoints, they're really strict. So when Kyle registered for the race, he was given his number and all his stuff. He was also given a sheet with a check with a pass per aid station to get in. 
and we it was on the, it was on a chair in the room so we went through his kit didn't even think about that so I'm buzzing I'm I'm speaking to the Facebook crowd and all that <laughs> and like literally about 15 minutes before you arrived there I was like oh shit I don't have the pass how am I going to get in and I went up to the gate and the guy was like nah no pass no entry and I'm thinking oh my god his race is over at the first checkpoint because he's not going to have any nutrition <laughs> I wish you could say that was the case uh, so I, I managed to sit so I said to this guy there was like it was because it was quite hectic a lot of people coming and going I pretty much sort of said like, uh, like shouted oh he's coming he's coming and went straight past him that was fine got to the next check the next like uh, gate to get into the tent itself and they were super strict said no no pass I'm like shit he's here in like 50 minutes so I was like brainwave so I got I gave Debbie a call and said take a photo because she was at the house take a photo of the of the, the pass and send it to me see if that works oh, wow. and thank god uh, that and a bit of sweet talk to the girl on the on, on the desk <laughs> helped she was like did you not say in pair <laughs> yeah I was like honestly I offered her cash I said I was like oh, I said and I started bullshitting with it. I was like oh it's it's in his bag I can't get it until like that's why and she and the thing is there was so many you're all still bunched up at Contamine and she was she said oh yeah okay just go in just go in and then went, later on I swung past Shamini and got the rest of them but oh my, I was so so pleased when I got into that tent uh, all the prep let down at the <laughs> basics so there's lesson learnt number one for crewing make sure you've got the access cards <laughs> it's a bit like you know if you're if you go to a stadium and you know, you're going to a concert you know you take your you take your food your drink your your uh, your mobile phone you don't take your, you don't <laughs> take your concert tickets <laughs> you know another lesson oh, learnt though is use your use your head you know what I mean in those sort of situations yeah. some folk if you just go like oh I can't be done there's always a way there's okay. always there's always a solution. You know you, the other solution could have been. Do you not say kids were getting in with their? Uh, with Aye, their, as a plus one. Course. Yeah, I should have like, said you yeah. Could have, could have, you could have you know give you know your, your granny or granda who was supporting someone get a piggyback and pretend they're <laughs> a kid. You know you've been sorted. I thought you were gonna say if you saw a kid go and say hey kid you see a guy in a red top come in give him these gels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that could have been an option, though. Eh? Yeah, you know, it could have been, if, yeah. if that's the worst comes to the worst, you could have right. Look, my mate's just um, he's, he's I've forgot my ticket. Um, can you give him X, Y, and Z? Uh, yeah. But hey, who? But you know what? You did it, Tom. And, and I think I uh, you know, it might as as we progress, um, we'll progress through my race, and then I want to, you know, let's let's tell it from your side too, because a lot of people are really interested in what it was like to crew what it was like to you know not just crew but to crew or not just crew a 105 mile race to crew kyle greg oh. it must have been an absolute nightmare to do it was that. a it was a it was a roller coaster of emotions <laughs> but so back to your race so one thing i never asked you before is i saw you at san Jose, you're moving fine look on to mean it was dark you already did your head torching so i guess at one stage you just stopped put your torch on yeah yeah i um, i think i had it uh, oh God! I think I put it in the side of my um, my bag so that I could just access it easily, rather than stop, take out my zip. But my uh, rechargeable one was the, the spare one was in the bag. Okay. Uh, I didn't expect to be using it so quickly. So as the night progressed, uh, I think you know when we're coming up to the first uh, climb. So after the Contamine, it's just a big climb for about I don't know about twenty kilometers. Yeah. Up to the top of, uh, I think it's, uh, yeah, Col de Bonhomme. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a big, long descent down into Le Chapeau, which is the next aid station. 
Um, as I was climbing, as I was going down there, uh, I think that's when my back. No, I don't think it was. No, it was. It was. There was a good. That was at the 50k mark, and then you're climbing for another 10k up to Caldelas San. San, yeah. That that's the, the Italian border. So as I was climbing up there, my battery ran out. My my head torch ran out of battery, so I put it in the wrong setting. You know, and I, 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 we, yeah. we talked about this. I, I said. I need to make sure that I train in the setting number one, but I must have at some point switched it to setting number two. Oh, the forgot, high intensity one. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to switch it off. So oh, I'm running down that hill with going, shit, I've, I've got these rocks kicking about and stuff. I'm going to have to stop and change my head torch. But by that point, I was like, right, I don't want it to run out of battery completely. But even mm-hmm. changing the, the... So I had to wait until I found light from a, a house. So I found light from this house and changed the battery. It didn't take too long, so it wasn't much of an issue. Um, and then I was back in the game again, so that was good. Um, but what you know, as I was, as so this is between. So we're we're, ch- we're chatting about the aid station that from Le Contamine to Comayer. So this right. is uh, this is a 50k. Is that right. yeah, 50k um, of running through, through the through the night. So it's a really big one. Um, but during that time, I did feel really good. Um, I felt, I think the whole, other than the last maybe 30 miles of the race, the the biggest strength for me was climbing. I felt really good climbing. Um, perhaps not the really, really steep climbs. I, I, I think I, I didn't struggle, but I found that one a lot harder. But most of the kind of stuff that wasn't too steep, it's still fairly steep. I felt I was, I was on a really good climb, felt really in control. The descents, I wasn't too bad but I, I felt that I had to really kind of maybe exert a little bit a little bit in some of the technical climbs at night time but you know what's uh, interesting through that section so if you look at Le Contamine to La Balme which is a long climb you go from 77 to 60th so you found 17 places you then yeah. you then gain three places on the next climb you lose on the descent four places you then gain five places on the next climb you lose six places on the next ascent so that kind of echoes with that that you're gaining places as you go up. yeah yeah i think so yeah which I, which is interesting because i i've always thought that i was a better downhill run mountain downhill runner but when it comes to a good runnable climbs i'm, I'm actually quite quite happy with how, how things went with that so that gave me a lot of confidence and i, I started catching a few folk from from that and, and what was that like that sort of was it strung out in the night was there could you see yeah. ahead people ahead of you you could always see people ahead of you yeah i think Almost it was, I mean, I've got to also think, though, like, you know, I, I, again, I, I'm not going to make assumptions about how how well I paced my race, but when it comes to doing a 10K, for example, you know fine when you've gone off too hard because mm-hmm. your pace dictates how hard you run, and it's only 10K, so you, you know when you hit that red line. When it comes to a 105-mile race, you, 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 never, you don't know where you've hit the mark. Well, unless you've done a few of them, perhaps. Yeah. Um, and and when you're climbing, when I was going up some of the climbs, I thought, oh, this is really good. I feel good. But you never, I never thought in my head, I'm pushing it too hard. Mm-hmm. Maybe I was. Maybe I, maybe I wasn't. I, I don't know. Um, I, I, what I did find though is I was always taking fuel. I was really sensible when I was. I was taking enough fuel. I never had any. Um, I never really had any like GI distress or any stomach cramps or anything when it came to fuel um, mm-hmm. I was drinking enough uh, most of the time anyway I, I felt felt good in that 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 side of things but um, 
Yeah, I, like I, it's difficult to describe. Like if I went out too hard, too uh, too easy, or or not, I don't know. Um, even during the even during the time, like did I push one climb too hard? I don't know. One thing though is between when I got to call my air, I think the last climb you're you're talk, you're hitting about two and a half thousand meters. Um, I had a wobble there, and I, I I came into the aid station saying I had a wobble, didn't oh, I? You said you said that to me, yeah. That you said yeah. you found that wee bit lightheaded at the altitude. Yeah. Now when I got to when I got to see you at Cormier, I thought my race was over. Really? It, that's it, not how you. That's not how that, you sounded. No, I think I think initially when I started off, see when I saw you, I thought my race was like over. I thought I was going. That's me. I'm 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 feel. I'm not feeling great. I felt shite. Uh, and then as I got speaking to you. And as I had a rest, and you you, you sort of lifted me up because I thought I was still in about a hundredth place. Uh, and when you said, "Oh, you're in what place did you say I was?" Sixtieth. You were like sixty-two or something. In fact, yeah, uh, yeah, you were fifty. Actually, you were fifty. You were sixty-two at the previous checkpoint, which is the only information I had at the time, because obviously I didn't have see your check arrive in. Um, but what's interesting, just a background for the listeners, we'd agreed beforehand. I wasn't going to tell you your position. At the first checkpoint, which we didn't discuss that, no, and you uh, even come to me. You even said to me, "Oh, I know you're not going to tell me where I am, but I'm doing all right." I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, mate, you're doing, you're doing great." <laughs> I think yeah, I caught my ear when when I, I think that's when Courtney DeWalter passed me as well. Oh, is that no, right? Just before that hit the climb, she went three and passed me. I thought, "Holy shit!" And I, I actually caught with Paul Giblin as well, and then, but I don't think he knew that I was right behind him because he pushed away again. Um, and that's okay. where I had my wobble. Uh, was when right. I when I saw them, not just because I saw them, but um, uh, you were right but, in the checkpoint behind Paul. Yeah. So so when we left Cormier, do yeah, do you want to talk any more about Cormier? Well, so Cormier, yeah, ace place. But you came you came in there. You were not far behind Paul Giblin. You were you were ahead of Beth Pascal. You weren't far behind Courtney DeWalter. Like I thought you were in. I thought you were in a good place. And men, you know, I, I'm, as I said, I did no idea. You came in, you, you were very quickly quite. You were concerned about your position, and I said, yeah. And we got that sorted. And after that, you were, yeah, you were pretty good spirits, and you left. But I but think you I left think in a bit when, of a bounce. No, but I did. I did leave in a bit of a bounce. I came in deflated, but I came, I came out of the aid station inflated. You, you, oh, okay. You, yeah, yeah. You sorted me right out. Oh, uh, nice. And then, and then that climb, I just felt, oh, Brian, you going up that climb there. You smashed uh, that one. And that, that's where I met Paul Giblin. Uh, that's the first time I met him. And f- fantastic guy. Uh, it, it, of all the places you see Scottish people, you know, and it's <laughs> happened many a time. Um, you meet them up the top of a climb. Uh, so, yeah, Paul. So I climbed up with him, ran for him for a wee bit. Uh, and then felt the top of that, that climb. Uh, yeah, the, the refuge, refuge uh, Breton. Yeah. yeah. And then you head over to the refuge Bonatti. Paul just took off, took off after that, and I didn't see him after that, and uh, I felt okay. I felt I felt fine. Um, I was so you were just... you were you were in forty eighth position. So you were at Cormier. You were actually you went into Cormier at fifty six. You yeah. came out of it fifty third. So you must have been less time than a lot of people. And actually, you got up to forty eight by Refuge Bonatti. Yeah. Um. So that yeah, I felt quite good then. Uh, and um, there was another guy I forgot to mention, a guy called Matthias Kraft. So at the Cormier station, he's uh, he did Mozart 100, and he was right. He came in. I was fifth. He was sixth. Uh, he had a massive uh, meltdown at Cormier. He was puking and he was all over. He was walking up the hills, and oh, I was like, "Oh, his race is over." Anyway, 
cut a long story short, he ended up coming 17th overall uh, in in the race, which is amazing for and for he had he had a stellar run, uh, and I ran most of the the first half of the ETMB with him, and uh, hats off to to Matthias for for that fantastic race for him, um, and also you know we'll we'll cut to the chase, Paul Giblin. You know, he he he. Uh, I think he had a couple issues early on, but I think what was he twenty fourth? I think twenty yeah twenty fourth or twenty first. Twenty fourth, twenty first. So yeah, great great run from Paul in in those conditions, especially a Scotsman as well, a Scotsman too. You know, and Paul he... Giblin. Kudos to Paul Giblin. He got his willy out at the first checkpoint as well. <laughs> I was still there waiting for Carl to come in. And this guy is changing his shorts. I'm like Jesus. He was trying to do it discreetly. To be fair. Like under a jacket, but you know it's a busy aid station. It was only when he left, I was like, "Oh, it's Paul Giblin." <laughs> <laughs> What's well, that? Uh, I mean, he, he never had his willy at the top of the mountain, so uh, <laughs> that, that would have been an interesting way of, of uh, <laughs> meeting yeah. and greeting, eh? yeah. uh, especially in the dark and the top of a hill. But so, yeah, stellar um, run from him. Yeah, Real class, class run. Brilliant. And and as we chat about the Scottish guys, and you know, I mentioned them at the start of the start of the race, Tom Owens. Like, oh dear. Tom, on, Tom was out, out. He had a really uh, diff, difficult first uh, quarter of the year being being injured. Now he came fourth overall in that race. It was fantastic. I mean, I didn't follow the race. I didn't follow the top runners. I was too busy running myself. But uh, his Shettles progression was amazing yeah, through the race. I, I I just think the standout performance for me, and in, in probably in in a way, no disrespect to to Tom, like. Uh, Probably unexpected to to come forth from a lot of people too, and you know perhaps a bit of a surprise for for Tom, but but um, he's a fantastic runner in his own right anyway. Um, so to get a fourth place in a race such as that's fantastic. So congratulations to Tom, and uh, it'd be great you know, great to for Tom to come on the show and chat all things uh, you know running and and his oh, yeah. to his uh, to his fourth place. So. Great result for you, Tom. Well done. So we're at you. We're up to our, up to Refuge Bonatti, which is 95k. So you're at 48th place. You've got a climb up to Arno Vaz at uh, about 100k, which you get to in 49th place. And then you've got a long 20k descent to a little hill before Champilac. So, so the sun must be coming up, is it? it oh, the sun's up well and well and truly up by this point, Tom. So. So I'm, you know, I'm going along to Refuge Benati, and I tell you what, like, if even if you don't do the UTMB, get yourself a Chamonix and do the do some of this course because it's it's some of the world is the world's most beautiful area. Like some of it is, it's just amazing. Sunrise up at you know a lot in a in a in a valley is just you got the the Mont Blanc on the I think by this point it's on the God is on the right hand side this time. No, the left. Be a left hand side. side. It's on yeah. the left hand side this time. Now that's funny you say that, Tom. Just before I started the race, he said, "Do you know, Kyle? Tomorrow you're gonna. Tonight you've got the Mont Blanc on your left, your your uh, right hand side, and tomorrow you're gonna have it on your left hand side. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. As you run, it will be. Yeah. I, I thought it was quite cool how we could see one side of Mont Blanc, which you'd seen all week in Chamonix, and you're gonna see. In the sit in one run, you're going to see all four sides of it. Yeah, mental. It's amazing. It was just, and so did you in a way, I suppose. 
<laughs> well, I, I guess <laughs> the, 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 view at, the view at the bus wasn't that great. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you, I went under it, mate. There you go, Montbog <laughs> Tunnel. <laughs> what a view you get in there. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, that's it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, wow, just phenomenal. Like, I mean, there was hardly any, there was there was hardly any runners by the point of whilst I'm running along the the ridge there, and it was just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Um, so yeah, so that's the next sort of climb. I'm running up Grand Colferet, which is a bit of a it's another ball buster of a climb, really. Um, and the time I get to the Switz, so you get to the summit there, and you're now in Switzerland. So from Switzerland, Grand Colferet all the way down to uh, Pras de Four, or no Champagne, just just before Champagne Lac. It's uh, it's about God, it's about 26 kilometers of run downhill running. Now I blew up here. I, I didn't blow up. I blew up halfway down. My legs had gone. Um, and uh, this is where Beth Pascal just sprinted past me like I was standing still. Unbelievable. Um, and I, I had a again, I had a real wobble, wobble, wobble there. And um, I managed to get it back for a bit. Uh, I, I started running with someone else for a bit, and um, I was just quite glad to start climbing after that. 24 kilometers of running is that and where it, your quads started to hurt yeah that's where they started started going yeah uh, but I, I mean it, it, I was still running okay but just not to the extent that I was running as before so mm-hmm. I'm I'm, I'm, a, I'm around about I think I'm about 100 and, yeah about 115 kilometers it was probably when it got to about Praz de Four and I was like oh man my quads are feeling it now and then I was really happy to get another climbing. Uh, and then when I got to Champagne Lac, I was just glad to get there. And that's, yeah, where, getting, I met was, you. that's where I met you, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. It was getting quite warm. That's what we, but what did, who did you go past before Champagne Lac? Who did I go past before Champagne Lac? Oh. The American. Oh, so we did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we're climbing. Yeah, we're climbing. So your man, uh, Zach Miller. So Zach Miller, every year... I mean, I, I, you know, there's there's some people who are just daft, and I think this boy's off his head, you know. He, he goes, he, he goes off eyeballs out, and they're good on him, you know. He, he puts, he grabs the bull, was it the bull by the horns? Bull by the horns, yeah. Goes for it, you know. Um, blew up once again. He blew up last year. He blows up again. And uh, now there's nothing better than running past one of the, the world's best ultra runners um, when he can't, he can hardly climb climb a hill. Now. A lot of people will say that by the time that I, I'm not the world's best ultra runner, but the time I got to the last hill, I was like him, you know. <laughs> uh, but but the good thing is, it was only the last kind of checkpoint that I was like him. Um, but yeah. he was still he still had about God, how many kilometers to go? Sixty kilometers to run, 50, 55 kilometers to run. Now he would have he he would have barely made the cutoff point the the speed that he was going up that hill. Really that bad? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was like, you all right, mate? You're fine? He's like, yeah, man, just took it too hard at the start. Oh, well, what can you do? <laughs> that was that. Uh, I, was ch- I was chatting to a few guys about Zach Miller, and they were saying how, like, at the race, and they were saying what a top bard he is. Like, he's apparently, like, run some uh, shelter in on Pikes Peak. He lives on right. the mountain. Yeah, he lives in the mountain, yeah. He and just... he's like, he does a huge amount for the, for the area, a huge amount yeah, for the community, yeah. and he's a real, like top bloke so yeah, I, think... I, I have a lot of respect for him like you know I, I think for him to just give it a good shot and 
if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Who cares? But you know, maybe he he just doesn't. He, he knows that he won't he won't be in the mix if he runs uh a, you know a, a conservative race. Who, who yeah. knows? Um, yeah, I was. Uh, I think I'm I'm inspired by the way he, he goes goes about it. And the thing is, sometimes he runs hard. He runs aggressively at the start, and it pays dividends for him. Yeah. Um. And he has. If you look at some of the races he's run, uh, like the North Face one, he's he's run like that, and it's he's managed to, you know, have some top results, uh, fantastic results. But you know, something like the UTMB, to you, you've got to have a lot of balls to run aggressively. And I think the only person other than maybe Killian who can run aggressively at the UTMB is Pau Capel. Who? Oh, what an animal! Jesus, I mean Pau. I met Pau at the. You know, fortunate enough to meet him at Mozart 100. Top bloke, you know, uh, just incredible, incredible how how much he he won that race by. Uh, what was it? Over an hour? About an hour he oh, won? Something like that. Course record. Course record, yeah. And I think there's been a race that it was run in 19 hours, but I think that was a shortened course. I shortened, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I must say, if it was Killian versus Pow that day, Pow, 100 percent. I agree with you. And actually, funny you said that, because I, I posed that question to the group of us so who were all in the pub that night, and there was a bit of a lukewarm, oh, maybe you can't look past Killian. Pau Capel looked unbeatable that day. You, you don't you don't beat Xavier Zevenard, who's won the race a few times now, won the UTMB a few times uh, by an hour. Aye, true. Like, I mean, Zevenard's beaten Killian in, in the UTMB in... For Pau to to take put an hour in second place is absolutely phenomenal. Like that, Pau is just a a different class altogether in my eyes now. Like that's a, for me that's that's one of the standout performances of of you know of the ultra season this this year is Pau's performance, which yeah it just uh, startles me to to run to put ten hours on me. Uh, you know, and I okay I had some issues in in my you know but to put. To put an hour on on last year's winner in that race is wow, staggering! I think amazing, absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah, twenty hour, twenty hours nineteen he was. Jesus. Now That's, what's that for? What's twenty hours for? One hundred and five miles. What's that? What's the pace for that? Is that not like? That's ridiculous. Is it not like ten minutes? Is it ten minutes a mile? Something like that. Uh, wait, wait a minute. Wait, one hundred and it's twenty. Twenty hours divided by wait, one hundred and five miles. Is it? Yeah. Oh, sorry, is that 19? 19 minutes a mile? No, 19, oh, point one, uh, 11 minutes a mile, 11.4 minutes a mile. Now that's, that's 10th, that's the equivalent of running up Mont, um, Mont, Mount Everest, plus a, a Monroe, and um, still be able to do 11 minute miles, that's just baffles me. It's really bonkers, does. absolutely yeah. bonkers. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. So, so that's that's a little bit about the the top, the you know the the, the Pau Capel there. Just um, to go back to Zach Miller. So when Kyle Kyle comes into the 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 tent at Champagne Lac, and we're me and Kyle are sat at this table, and we're having a bit of a like getting you getting you sorted out, and then getting like getting your head back in it. But you know, I know a bit you, wobbly there. You were you were a bit wobbly. It wasn't your worst. I wouldn't say it was your worst point during the race. Just want to check. The fall one was worse, yeah. Uh, we'll but talk we're getting, we're still getting, but we're getting your head sorted out. And actually, for a minute, you just started eating something. I looked around, and I'm sitting chatting to you, getting your head. And I looked around, and Zach Miller sat with his with Alex Nichols oh, and yeah, yeah, and, and, and the, one of their crews, and they were both like, "Nah, I'm done." And I was like, 
I was so I'm thinking, yes, Kyle, come on, like you're the you you're about to go back out. These boys are done. And they're sitting yeah. there going, Yep, yeah, my race is done, I'm not going back out. And you're getting yourself ready to go back out. I thought, yes, that's what we're talking about. Yes. I, I and I think um you know, I think throughout the race, if there was nothing that was not gonna unless I couldn't physically move, I wasn't gonna stop. Even if I had a really bad time at uh, World's Way. And I must say, like, people might say, oh, he had another World's Way. It was nothing. Rubbish, like rubbish. I think if I was to, I, I was always, I was always feeling, uh, other than the last checkpoint, but um, I, there was no way I was not going to finish that race. It was, it was, it was definitely, like, unless somebody dragged me off the, yeah. the course, I was always going to finish it. Like, that was number one. The number one goal was me getting that start line. For, for me, getting that start line was a massive achievement. And then I was like, the second thing is to finish this race. Whatever happens between that will be will be brill. Um, and that's the kind of attitude that I went into. It was it was quite quite good, quite refreshing anyway, just to do a race yeah. where you're just trying to complete it. And whatever happens with position happens. Because that's the thing. Like, there's, I, I you can't you can't you can't run you can't race a uh, 105 mile race you can't race it no you can't it's just it's impossible it's like it's just a get to the start to the finish as quick as you can i know that sounds like well that is a race kyle but like you could I run think... that race without no one in the race and your position wouldn't really you, you'd still in fact if you're the only one running you'd probably be faster because you're not thinking of of other people um, yeah, you run your own race and the result takes care of itself yeah 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 so anyway, so so what what where where are we now? So, uh, so you've just you've just you've restocked, you've just left Champilac. Where to be fair, at Champilac, you said to me, "There's no effing way I'm DNFing," because there was a lot of people at the tent at that stage starting to DNF. You were sat in, let me get the numbers up. You were sat in like 60th place. Actually, I think you might have dropped a wee bit there. Maybe at uh, 65, I think. Yeah. So you okay. Were, and then you left Champilac past a beautiful little sporting lake called the Fisherman. In, oh. uh, in Switzerland, and you headed back towards France. That that was that was I, I really liked that bit. So, but what I forgot, I'm going to say it now, Tom. Your support, your crew, in every single A station that you were at, I I came in pretty deflated, and I came out feeling 100% again, 110%. Now, my only my only criticism would be, I think you gave me too much uh, energy, and maybe I sprinted off for the first hundred years. <laughs> absolutely died you know because <laughs> uh that's that's maybe my only criticism you 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 you, uh, you you hyped me up too much that i uh but you I know struggled. i i think though you were and i've thought about this a lot actually since because i i was you were more down about where you were in the field than i thought you should be so say champilac you're looking at the results you were at 62 here the next checkpoint la Giette, you went through at 59 and then the next checkpoint I saw you at, which you're in a pretty bad way, we'll get to that, you're at 62. So your position's holding. But I've actually started to realise maybe there was people DNFing. Well, I was so going to say, yeah. yeah. So you were like... probably going, you probably felt that like you were going backwards, but because there was folk in front of you DNFing, <laughs> your position was holding, which is why I thought you were doing well. <laughs> it was funny you say that, because I actually thought, how can I be getting... I, and it was only until, yeah, you're right, only until afterwards I thought, Ah, that's uh, that, that's why I'm getting that's why I'm getting quicker. <laughs> so in my head, I think I'm getting quicker and I'm actually going slower, but I'm getting but that's part, but, but it that's was, part of it. It's a war yeah, of attrition. It is. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, 
but I, I think when I yeah going you know after that aid station champagne lack uh, towards so the next aid station I meet you at's Triumph. Um, now I went. Th- this is where it was a really nice run for about. Uh, must have been about ten kilometers, perhaps. Ten, mm-hmm. a good, maybe maybe even eight kilometer, five mile run. Brilliant. Felt brand new. Running, starting to. You know, I think I caught a couple of folk from there. I caught one of the. There was an American lady who's. Uh, she was in the top three at the time. I think. A girl called Kate, who's, who's. I think she's a French. Uh, she lives in France, but. Uh, represents the US or as a US national and then um, she she was like running really well and she was having a real struggle for a bit and I was like look just you never know what's going to happen in front of you um, you're doing really well and uh, and she was so positive about me she was like oh you're, you're looking really good and um, I was like yeah well, yeah, well keep, keep it up and, and then she was like oh say hello to Beth Pascal for me and I was like well she went flying past me before and the way I was going I thought I'm going to catch these girls you know Beth up again and, and a couple of other uh, runners I thought I've got a second wind here and then I was and I, and I did say and I was like look I'm I'm running well here you'll probably catch me later on but the hill that by that that climb we're approaching was the it was up to Le um god what's it called Le Gieti. And uh, I'm going up that climb, and holy shit, that's a steep climb. Another <laughs> steep climb. So I'm running up this, and then all of a sudden I'm, I'm having to like power hike up it. And this wee lady, the, the, the wee Kate girl, comes fleeing past me. You know, I mean, I say flying past me, she's power hiking too. No poles, nothing. I've got my poles out, and I'm giving eyeballs out, trying to get up this hill. Big fat Kyle trying to, you know, scramble up this massive rock face <laughs> and she just got comes fleeing past me takes massive chunks out of me with no poles i couldn't believe it oh my god uh, and and i'm just what's and then in my head i'm like you know even if it wasn't kate if it was anyone she seems only uh runner at that point i, I went past and uh it was just in awe how, how fast she went up that climb and and that was i think it was at by it was at that point where that's where i was like right this is this is hard work now, and uh, I, you know I, when I got to the top of that hill, I ran down, felt okay in the up down, and then the next climb, we get to Triant. So I see you in Triant, do you? You did, yeah. That was it. And what colour was the church in Triant? Pink. Yes, well remembered. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't remember. I just guessed. <laughs> the colour is pink. Yeah. That's a so, cool little. That was a really a really quiet place. It was literally just a little hamlet with a church in it. Yeah. And this UTMB aid station. Yeah, and I, I think that's where I had my wobble, wasn't it? Yeah, that was the only time where you were like really quite distressed about this is so hard. Yeah, that and like, that by that when I got to Trion, so by Trion I've got thirty kilometers to go. Now this is where it really started hurting for me. Uh, and uh, to be honest, like you know when you go to a bar and you've got a friend and your friend is absolutely hammered. And you're like, and you've got your your kind of half sober mates trying to like hold them up and go, look, you need to be quiet, you need to be sensible. There's bouncers there. If you do something stupid, you're getting chucked out. And I'm not looking after you. I'm not going out and taking you home. So you need to be sensible because I want a good night tonight. I want to stay up. I want to stay out all night. Now, I'm in that. I'm in that. I'm in that aid station, and that's going through my head. Is like, I need to wise the hell up. I need to look like I'm I'm okay to go back out again. 
Yeah, uh, that's how bad it was, and I'm sure maybe you you had that in the back of your mind, like that. You fe- uh, it felt like that. It felt like dealing with a drunk friend. <laughs> Honestly, it was bizarre. But you can, in a way, I mean, I wasn't making much sense. I don't think. I mean, what I would say is, though, I was, I knew that I would be absolutely fine to go back out and run, but just at, at a shit pace, you know. By that point, that was um, so. That was the only. That was the first time when you were incapable of doing stuff and when i say that like yeah you're not I'm not wiping your arse like i mean you're not you know I, what you can well, you, you, may, you more or less did though didn't you i mean you got <laughs> you, you got quite close yeah we had a you got a cheeky uh quad massage out of me <laughs> <laughs> but not only did they get a it, was quad all, massage, it was all above board yeah not only did they get a quad massage tom even uh got got the powers that be to get uh, some cold spray didn't you Ice, well, ice. that's right. Well, so actually, so I think I talked about this on the Facebook feed, so a lot of listeners will have seen this, but I was chatting to this woman beforehand who was waiting for uh, her partner to come in, and she she was asking how you were getting on. I was asking her how Runner was getting on, and she goes, oh, um, yeah, uh, I said his, his quads are in a bad way at uh, Champilac, and she goes, try this, and she gave me a wee biofreeze gel <laughs> yes, so she did. To, to massage you in and also you remember she gave you a bit she gave you a uh, bucket of chips as well oh god do you know what right i'm gonna say right americans are the most positive country and people oh, might amazing. disagree with this right but they were so so positive like their crew it, they lifted me up they got me out of that that hellhole they sobered the shit out of me i was i was brand new not only were your talk this your talk and you getting me fired up they fired me up. They got me back out there, and the, I just, you know, I've, I've got to say, if it's the, the, the Americans are just so, so positive. Like, and we said this about Chicago, Boston. They're just yeah. so optimistic, even when they know they're, 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 they're it's, it's unless you're Zach Miller. Unless you're Zach Miller. Even Zach Miller, give him his due. He's climbing up that hill, going absolutely nowhere. You know, one step yeah. back, two steps back, and he's still got a smile on his face. You know, um, true fantastic yeah i was and, and then that climb i was going up there they were the same crew clapping me going go kyle go kyle they already knew my name they were like nice. anything. and obviously they can't you can't give support you know you can't give anything to them but um but they were just really really supportive and um yeah really does really do lift you know certainly lift your spirits up when you're there when it's you feel like it's all doom and gloom you know um so uh so but yeah, that, 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 so that. That aid station, like, I had no doubt we were getting you out of that aid station, but I'd been there for like an hour and a half, and I'd seen some people sit there and lie there for a long time. There was a girl, like Mammy someone, who was, she actually... Oh, Mimi Kotkar. That's it, yeah. She was in there for a long time. Over an hour, just sat there, head in her hands. So when you came in, I was starting to think, how long is normal? I was, you know, 10, 15 minutes, I was expecting to have you be in and we'd get you sorted out. And sure enough, five minutes of getting your bottles changed, your gels all replaced, making sure you're all fueled, and then ten minutes of just getting your head back in the game was and your quads sorted out was enough. But I did I did wonder, Christ, is he going to come in here and just need to have half an hour? <laughs> well, you funny didn't. you say that. So this guy, right? So the next day, you know, as as I as I leave, Sh- uh, where are we? Trion. As I leave Trion. Uh, and we get up to the climb. So I start beginning the climb. Is it Lesepe? Lesepe. So we're starting to approach into the French. We're in Switzerland still, folks. We're starting to go into France now. Now yeah. I'm running down that uh, that hill, Lesepe. Le, Le, Le and uh, we get to about halfway down. And um, 
And I, I saw this boy, like, just lying in the grass, lying down. I thought, is he dead? Um, I was like, all right, mate, you're all right, you're all right. Uh, and, and he's just got his cap, uh, he's just got his cap down. He's just lying, you know, like, like you would if you were, you know, you, you're lying in your, your back and head looking up to the sky. Uh, eyes looking up to the sky and he, he, did, he doesn't do anything the only thing he does he just lifts his arm is, he, he, does, he, he, he just lifts his elbow to his hand up at a 90 <laughs> degree angle and just waves he just waves to me and, uh, and it's just hell. a Chinese guy just having a, a, a snooze on the trail you know just uh, as you do now one of the other things is um, for when you get your pack for your UTMB starter pack you get like you know, you can put like "Do not disturb" on your door. Yeah. Those signs you get. Well, I thought oh, that yeah. was for my door for the night before. <laughs> I didn't realize it was for the race. <laughs> so you stick this in your you stick this in your bag, right? So if you do get a snoo- if you do want a snooze on the trail, you turn it around, say "Do not disturb." Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sleeping. No, it makes absolutely sense because you know if you didn't have that, you'd think they're all dead and the, you know these folks. <laughs> Deed on the trails, so uh, yeah. So so that I thought was genius, you know. Um, so any ultra organisers who who haven't thought about that, it's maybe something to think about if you, you know, to keep the the, the athletes who are still running uh, at ease, their mind at Get ease, the rest. they're not dead, you know. Um, so uh, yeah, I thought it was brilliant. But uh, yeah, sorry. So that that was. Um, is there anything else you want to chat about, Trion? No, I think we're uh, Trion was cool. Yep. Trion was good. You right. were and you went out Trion. When you went out of Trion, we were, I think we were 100% confident you were finishing from there. Yeah. Because there was again, one more checkpoint to go. Yeah. Again, you know, I, I got out of that checkpoint and you did, you really did lift my spirits. Um, you know, you, you got me back on the trail, no problem at all. Uh, it's just when when you're not you're not on the top of the hill, it's quite <laughs> hard to, to keep going, you know, or to keep the legs going forward. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I really, really was starting to struggle. And we get into Valacine. I'm an absolute mess now. When I got to Valacine, I thought I was miles behind. I really thought I blew it. Now you you told me what I thought I was in maybe a hundredth place or something. By this point, you were you were seventy fourth at Valacine. Yeah. Now I thought I was in the hundred tenth place or something like that. I I thought, God, I'm I'm gone. You know, it's just a case of getting to the finish now. Um, but the moment you said I was in seventy fourth place, I was buzzing again. You know. Mm. You got me out. You, you got the colds. The ice was it the ice spray you got on me. Aye, so that was so. Aye, well, that was your wife. I texted Debbie from Triant or Fonda and said, "Can you get all of some?" Because Debbie was coming up with Logan up to Valacine, so I said, "If you can bring some ice spray." And I didn't. I thought, you know, probably not, but you won't be able to find it. But actually, sure enough, Saturday pharmacy she managed to bring some, so that was jackpot. But that must be nice seeing seeing Debbie and Logan. Oh, it was amazing. Like you told me that in Triant that they might be there Valacine. I didn't know like. I thought they'd have left the time I took to get from Trion to, <laughs> you know, to do 10k. It took me like three hours, you know. Okay, you're going up a hill. I thought, nah, they'll, they'll be gone. Logan will be in his bed by now, you know. And, uh, and there, there they were, you know. And, and I must say, I, I might have shed a tear or two when I got, got to Fallis, <laughs> you know. And I'm glad Tommy wasn't there. He was in the tent waiting for my arrival. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. So I had, <laughs> I had a little, I had a little tear to, 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 to Logan and, and Debbie. And it really did, like, you know, but I must say, even when I saw you, Tom, it, it warmed my heart. It warmed my heart out there, because it's not a pleasant place to be when you're all by yourself and you're in... I can't imagine. Well, I can't imagine. Just, it must be it was brutal. Just, 
amazing to see you like but uh, yeah to see Logan and Debbie for the time that you know me expecting when they got to Val seemed to be finished and I've still got another Christ uh, 18, 18 kilometers to go and then 18 kilometers up this feckin' massive hills no the easiest thing to do um but uh yeah so so that was I see you you got in a Valocene at 10 to 7 yeah on on seven. the it says here and yeah so that was a long That's way to go still hours. Jeez, 5 hours <laughs> 25 hours, yeah, Jesus. So I had yeah. five hours to go for 19... Oh, God. Oh, I really did blow up, didn't I? <laughs> it's not... Well, no, but it's not a blow up. It's not a blow up because no, that right, last stop. climb, that last climb to Flegere, or I'm sorry, Tete au Vent, that is... I mean, I ran up to... From the side you came up on the Friday, and that is a long way up. Well, when you said to me, there's a boulder field at the top of the hill, now, yeah, I didn't realise it's a boulder field climbing it, didn't realise I had to climb a boulder field, did I? Yeah, it's crazy. Well, and that was thing. I didn't know whether to tell you about that or not, because I thought, on one hand, I thought, is it going to break his spirits? And I thought, actually, I think you're going if to, you, if you discover it, not knowing it's coming, that could be rough. Whereas at least it's getting dark, you know it's coming. And that was another point. You and I didn't really expect you to be running in the dark twice. <laughs> so in terms of the kit plan, it was like, I head torches for one night. That'd be, that'd be okay. Well, I said to you, right, like, let's get rid of the heavy head torch. Let's get me a shitty head torch. And then I was like, oh, shit. Uh, I've got the crappy head torch. So I put that. Well, I mean that. But what what I forgot, what I will say, Tom, you told me as a, I mentioned this, you told me as a boulder field at the top of the hill. There's a boulder field climbing the blooming thing. Oh, God. In my defence, I only watched. I was watching the live stream when I was on the bus of Pau Pau Capel. I was jumping up them like I uh, dancing through it. I am. I'm. Oh God, I wasn't like that. Uh, And but I got to the point. I'm going up these big rocks. I'm going up them thinking. I don't know if I can get up these anymore. My legs. There was a boy who was walking up the hill going past me. I mean, okay, he was a fit enough, fit enough lad, you know. But like, he was power walking up, and he was taking so much time out of me. It just the legs by this point, like I was just in survival mode. The time I got to, that, like I must say, the first um, few k of uh, you know going up Valasie, uh, past Valasie, and I felt okay. And then after that, I was just, I was gone. Like I was just really, really, it was re- it was really slow going up that hill, and a lot of people passed me and got the head torch on. Didn't re- didn't expect to be putting a head torch on for another night, you know. Uh, <laughs> nothing worse, like you know. When second you sunset. Yeah, <laughs> second sunset. Never thought I would be still going, and that that really did dishearten me. Like, uh, no, I, yeah. I, I mean, I thought even past Valasine, right? I've only got nineteen kilometers to go. That's uh, you know, ten k an hour. <laughs> Two hours left. Nah, five hours later. Yeah, yeah, that's that's hard going. Get to the top of um, you know, get to the the, the summits Tetavon, um, get to there and it's pitch dark, running down the boulder fields, not even running down the boulder fields. I'm 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 kind of hobbling down them by this point. The the legs, the quads gone, like you know, there's nothing left in them whatsoever. People like and because the head torches are back on, something I didn't experience the first night was head torches going like getting closer and closer to me whereas this mm. time around the head torches were just you know it was like a motorway you know that the, the, you're in the hard shoulder and there's you know the, the headlights going past it <laughs> it was awful oh dear and uh yeah everyone's like you're okay and i'm like yeah i'm fine no problem thanks you keep going buddy <laughs> um, or, or lasses wherever you are and um 
yeah, it was a real struggle. So getting to Le, Le Flegere, oh god. But so this climb, people say they they get hallucinations. So by this point, I'm out for 26, 27 hours. People will get hallucinations. I don't say I don't. I never did really get hallucinations. But what I started thinking about was the rocks going up, uh, called the Monte or the, the the last climb. I I was I was absolutely certain that the UTMB organisers planted these rocks just to piss the runners off because it was the last one. Absolutely <laughs> certain. Of, what, what goes through your head in a, a race like that is unbelievable. Like. I was so angry. I was getting, not angry, but I was, I was, well, yeah, I was quite angry. I was like, these fucking organizers, like, why are they putting these massive rocks? The last <laughs> bit. People like, I'm struggling to get up, but what is it going to be like for people who are trying to make the cutoff? And I'm like thinking this through, and the rocks look like these, I don't know, it was like an obstacle course race. These OCRs we keep rambling on about. Yeah. That's what I felt like. I felt like I was doing an OCR, and it was a, a real twist of, 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 um, just a, a, a bit of, I don't know, a hatred towards the, the athletes for getting this far, that let's stick some rocks just to piss them off, you know? Um, but that wasn't the case. You know, the rocks have always been there for, for years, if not millions of years. So, um, But anyway, the last aid station. Now, I didn't realise, I, I started, not hallucinating, but again, my mind was going crazy by this point. I didn't know if there was a checkpoint at Le Flegere, and there was a checkpoint at Le Flegere. Now, I went into the flesh, well, when I got there, I thought, there is an A station, brilliant. But because I wasn't, I was just walking by this point. I was going down the hill walking. I couldn't run anymore. Um, like, so I basically kind of shuffled, you know, walked. When it started, the, the, the terrain got a little bit run, more runnable. I just started, like, running, like, kind of shuffling, walking fast, shuffling. I just couldn't run downhill anymore. I was gone. Um, and, yeah, tens of tens of people went past me at that point. Um but people were going into Le Flegere and they weren't stopping for food. And then I was like, well, I am. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. I'm so I stopped for like, I don't know, a minute or two. And I thought, nah, keep going. You've only got like eight kilometers to go. Eight kilometers is about, well, on an easy run, it would be downhill. It would be half an hour, 30, 35 minutes, 40 minutes. Yeah. An hour and a half or something. <laughs> something like that. I'm just trying to bring up your... I've got your. I'm going back onto your timings here because that was, that was where the first time you were taking, ages to get to it. And I, what didn't help is, for some reason it didn't clock you at the, at the Tete au Vent. There should have been a, you should have had a time there, but you didn't. So I think it, it all was the, like you were out for a long time. I think that all the volunteers were hammered by that point. I think they forgot to scan my barcode. I mean, I, I think that's what happened. They were. They were on there. They had all their beers at the go, and they were they were having a good time, a good party. But do you know what's funny? Is a lot of people who are messaging me, they assume that you you must have like a chip on you, because what all the all the, the tracking does is it logs you at the, the, the each checkpoint, and then it basically takes your pace between those two checkpoints, your average speed, and forecasts it ahead. So so basically, your dot got to within 400 meters of Tete Vent and then waited there until you got there. And all these folk are missing me going, oh, he stopped 400 metres short. I'm like, he's not stopped 400 metres short. He's still halfway up the hill. He's just walking up. That's all that's happening here. <laughs> what you know, a mess. It's not, it's, not, it's not a GPS tracker he's got on him. He's not just well, collapsed. <laughs> well, I'm glad people were, were actually uh, worried about me. That's, uh, that's reassuring. But uh, by all means... So, but... 
What position do you think you were at at Le, at La Tête au Vent? Do you know this? Uh, La Tête au Vent? Yeah. Nah, no idea. 86. Was I? Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. And what, where do you think you were at La Flegere? La Flegere? Oh, I, I, a lot of people passed me there. 101. Really? So you're still in the hunt. <laughs> still, in the, still in the hunt for top 100 at that point. <laughs> Only if somebody fell over at the last bit. I was no, there's no way I was going. Unless there was somebody who who was at my, um, who was, you know, at, at my sort of pace. But even yeah. if they were at my pace, I wouldn't have caught them because they were going at my pace. So, uh, But interestingly, on that downhill, a couple of Brits went past me. And I thought, oh, really? man, uh, Chris Cowley. So oh, yeah. I, I, I'm sure it was Chris Kyler. I was like, Chris, hey, buddy, how you doing? He went flat. Like, I, I must say, I was in awe of how many people were running down that last hill. Oh, I, I know. I couldn't, I couldn't, like, I, had, I couldn't believe it. Like, they were, everyone was running down that hill. And there, there, there must have been a good couple hours behind me throughout most of the race. For them to still be able to run down that hill was, you know, that impressive. Was crazy. I, uh, yeah, so I thought I saw Chris Cowley. I was like, hi, Chris, good work. <laughs> You're flying down there. Didn't say a feckin' word to me, did he? <laughs> didn't say nothing to me. And I thought, you bastard. Like, I've just wasted my energy trying to give you a good cheer and you say nothing to me. It transpired it wasn't Chris at all. You know, it, was, uh, it wasn't Chris. Now, Chris had a great run. I think he'll be happy with it. Um, I know he's, he's struggling. I wouldn't say struggles, but it's a challenge in altitude. He's a, yeah, he's a ginger like me, a ginger, ginger guy. It's pretty hot and pretty, pretty hard in the heat. Um, so yeah, well done to, to Chris Kylie for a good run. Um, and uh, yeah, it, like I say, it wasn't it wasn't Chris at the end of the day, so <laughs> that was quite good. Yeah. Um, so I would have had some words from they speaking to me, but even the guy, the British guy, he could have said something to me. You know, he didn't wave or anything. But yeah, but uh, maybe I was just far too uh, slow. He didn't hear me. You know, uh, he's going yeah. too fast. But, uh, anyway, maybe maybe his mind was gone as well. Uh, well, yeah, that's it. So I'm running down that hill. What happens when I'm running down that hill, Tom? What's the worst that can happen? Head torch? Head torch goes. So my oh. the, the, the head torch goes, oh, no. Um, and I thought, right, well, that means I've got no spare one. Then I realised we swapped both of them out. So I did, did have yeah. the other one. Got that on. Um, I mean, I did have batteries, so I could have thank, swapped them. Thank, that would have taken a thank while. God, thank God we changed them out. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but, yeah, it worked a wonder. Got down that hill. And uh, I'm just, by this point, I'm just like, right, I'm going to make this. It's going to be over soon. Uh, can I, I have no idea what time it is. Masunto, Masunto watch had run out of battery because I was out for too long. And uh, and I just wanted to be in my bed, you know. And I thought, what? how long will it be until I'm lying in my bed in the fetal position? I don't know. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> so there's me thinking, 8K to go, it'll be within an hour and a half. Nah. It was like two and a half hours later, three hours, who knows? I don't know. Who cares? Um, and uh, run down the hill, get to the get to the wee uh, the wee scaffolding that I have to you have to climb up scaffolding. You've run down this massive hill. You've climbed all these hills. You've got to run up a scaffold that probably doesn't even account for your elevation. And um and, and, and who do I see there? I see the the Oracle himself. <laughs> Mr. Tom Bryan is is he just lights up. He's got the he's got the TRS footage on, and uh, and he's like, right, you need to climb this, climb it, give you give give you a wave at the top of the scaffolding, get down the hobble down the the stairs at the other side of the scaffolding. What does Tom tell me to do? He's like, you're gonna run this in. What do I try and do? 
I try and run it in. <laughs> you did run it in, mate. You were absolutely moving on the way back in. Oh, I, I was delighted with myself. I never thought I had that in you. It just shows you, like, how much you can really, you know, what what reserve there is to really get you to the end. Now that reserve, like, I I I would I, I would say now, if I use that reserve, like, earlier in the race, I wouldn't. I, I think that you've only got that reserve because. You, you know, it's it's almost like your last your last Aye. ditch. If you ever anything you need, if you really if, if a lion comes, you can use that reserve. So you <laughs> yeah. you were the lion, you were the lion for that last kilometer, and I thought, and it was flat and it was on the road and it was actually quite refreshing to just be on the road and on the flat for a bit. And uh, uh, that was just oh, it it was my heart was just like I was just really excited to get to that finish and I'll bet. You know, all the questions you were asking it was just and then when I get to like I get I go round into this the heart of Chamonix Centre see the finish line see uh, and then I see uh, Debbie and Logan at the the end at the gantry at the finish it was just like melted my heart Logan <laughs> signed us he does so he's got absolutely no idea what's going Aye. on it's about one o'clock in the morning that's one why <laughs> You know, and again, I didn't know if Debbie and uh, Debbie and Logan would be out. Debbie's mum, Leslie, she was there too, uh, so that was really cool. And then just getting some high fives for what's left of the crowd by that point. <laughs> uh, it was just phenomenal, and um, yeah, it was just an amazing. Again, uh, maybe a tear or two again, Tom. Uh, you know, as much of what was left in my dehydrated state, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wasting precious, <laughs> precious fluid and tears. Yeah. That's why I was giving you a bollocking. Stop crying, mate. You can't afford to lose fluid. <laughs> oh god. So yeah, finish that. What a feeling it was. Oh god. Just but you to... look like I. Oh, it was amazing to see you come in after what was, especially knowing that you'd been, you'd had to work so hard to grind that last thirty k out, especially the last ten of it, and seeing yeah. you come on at the finish with a flag and. I was got one thing I was so impressed with UTMB is how so many folk are out cheering even at that time of day. I mean, there's folk finishing races in Chamonix for about four or five days solid. There's different races going on, and the town comes out and the people out supporting are are there. And I it was to see you cross the line. You seemed a bit shell shocked afterwards. You were stood there a bit like just obviously shattered. Oh, it's it was weird. It was I didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, if I had just been running for thirty hours. Yes, I have. <laughs> it's mental. It's <laughs> like, when, when did I even... And it was almost like, God, I remember Friday night feeling amazing. And now I'm just like, wow, I'm I'm finished. Like, that was like two days ago. Like, it's now Sunday. I've been running. What the hell's going on? And uh, uh, oh, do you know what you know, even more shell-shocked me? George Reed. Oh, George yeah. Reed running down the, the finish line with, his, with the Scottish flag going, away, Kyle! Yeah. <laughs> that, that was amazing. <laughs> it was brilliant to see him coming down because I must say, like, George was one of the guys who actually got me into ultra run. He, he, I think he had a big influence. Uh, when I went to Chamonix about six years ago, he was like, I, I think you should do this one year. I think you should get an ultra run. And I thought, nah, you should do, like, because he organised, he used to organise the D33. You should do my race. I never have done it yet, but, um, and he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely do an ultra. See you get on. You know you can always fall back on it. And uh, and uh, here here I was, and he was there. So it was really nice to see George. And he's uh, a Stonehaven. He's a local guy. Um, known him for a good good few years now. So it was yeah, really refreshing to see him. And 
And that, you know, other people, other Scottish contingency was were there as well. You know, uh, we we met up with some uh, our, our family were there. You were there. Um, obviously, George and Karen, we Karen was there too. Um, and uh, Ian and Sandra Beatty were there. So we, uh, Ian, the chairman of, of Scottish Athletics, uh, seeing him at the end was brilliant. Uh, and getting congrats from those guys and, and some of the other guys. It was just amazing. Like you know, just such a great community the scottish running community and the ultra running community specifically that you were at utmb it was just just well, you know on the so on the sun so the night after we went out for a few beers with a, a load of scott that the scottish what you name like you know uh, ian and sandra Beatty, um sharon law gail yeah, Tate, sharon, yeah, yeah gail. um gail who had a she was uh, had to be helicoptered off the mountain so glad she's okay um and who else was there? Stuart Ross, bankery. Shout out to Stuart. Great to see him. He unfortunately he had to DNF. A big shout out to how... Stuart as well. Um, he messaged us uh, a couple of weeks before, just giving us some yeah. of the UTMB records. Um, so yeah, really, really good to meet Stuart as well. And uh, you know, like I say, it was it was a really hard day. And you know, it's not regardless of of what your goals are. If you, I mean, the he was fact... uncrewed. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's I mean, it. Being included in that, I mean, was wow, amazing. Like to to do that is phenomenal. And um, and if I, you know, I mean, if I felt the way I did at Valacine, at like halfway, I wouldn't have finished that, or I would I would have been struggling to to get to that cutoff. Yeah. So like you know that heat, it was a really hot day. That that mountains, the mountains don't. You know, there's no, there's no getting away from what's in, what's in front of you, and you just have to time will tell how you, how you fare, and you know, and that overall for me in the race, like, how did I get on? Well, I must say, I, I, I'm happy with how my race went. Um, the position, not so happy, but uh, based on perhaps what my potential is in that race, but the only way I'll be able to realise my potential in a race like that is to sacrifice what I, what I was you know what what my current lifestyle is like now to do that i would have had to go into the alps and, and do big climbs do big days and the altitude training all that sort of stuff like um i just wouldn't i i i'm not willing to give that up uh at my current sort of um stage of life you know we've, two, we've got an eight week year old Eight week old, not year old. Eight week old. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a full time. I've got a full time job. Like, I I don't know where to fit fit that sort of training in. Just don't know where where they managed to do it. No idea. Yeah, I think you know. And I I think you did incredibly well for the background you've got. And I, I go. I was. I thought you were going to do well, and I think you did do really well. 114th. I was a bit concerned because I thought you know 100 miles. That's a Hundred mile, ten thousand meters. That's big compared to anything you've done, and you were going into it basically knowing that you were going to have to grind it out. And I guess, especially when we saw Tom Owens on just before the race, and he's like, oh, "I've been out here the last three weeks," and you on some of the build up and reading about, or oh, so and so's been they did the CCC twice, so they've done the UTMB once. You were going into that fresh. It's not like you've done the UTMB as a war before to get a feel for it. You've not done the CCC before, to, you know. So you were going into this fresh. So I think in hindsight. The result you got is is incredible. It's really impressive for the the you know what you've done. And if you were to, as you say, you, that it's, it's on you whether you want to how you train in the future. And I guess one question for you is: Do you think you do the UTMB again? 
I think I would, but I would. It would take me a long time to do it to reconsider doing it. Um, I, I, I think I would, or not reconsider, could consider doing it. If I was to do it again, I would, I would again, like I say, I would, I would want to go into that as with, with as much um, altitude training, specific training on the course that I could, and I, that would, that would make, that would mean, um, you know, I don't know, a big holiday or something, or a, a massive change in the way I, the way my lifestyle is. But like, I don't know, yeah, I mean, even three, four weeks, I don't think that's enough. Uh, I think you need to be going every weekend when I'm not working, uh, going into the Cairngorms and doing massive runs. I don't know yeah. if I can... I don't, I don't have... I, I love running, but I just... I also love the family and the social element and to do something like that and to do to do well at it, you would have... To, I think for me, I would, I would have to be doing that. And I think I'd only go back if I was to get into the shape of, of doing really well and... Um, and uh, yeah, like I say, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I'm like, and like you say, and, and really appreciative of the nice comments that people have said. You know, it's like, and also like, I think the start of the year I was doing a 100k flat. Uh, exactly. And and, and and that's not UTMB prep. And in a way, you could argue, yeah, you're doing ultra running, but um, it was a different. Aye, type but of... you were out for six hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six hours in the flat is not related to a thirty-hour. Even Aye. even if you're poker pill, twenty hours yeah. different. Yeah, but also interestingly, like to run, you know, I've done the hundred k, um, like Mozart, I did okay. I mean, it was that was still a fairly mountainous one, and I didn't. I, I, I'm pretty happy with how that race went. I was like an hour twenty behind Pow, in a, a sort of twelve-hour race, and. And, and that's probably where my limit is at the moment, and that's that's what I can train for is maybe that sort of distance and that sort of terrain, but anything ten thousand meters of climbing for over a hundred miles is is a, a bigger kettle a bigger kettle of fish, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, and so what if you had to? Do you have any regrets in how in terms of how the race went, or what are your or things that are there on the other hand are the things that you're like. So you think it went really well? I think um, my just my mental attitude towards it, I think, was the best thing I had. Uh, the, the biggest strength for me is knowing that I can finish it, knowing that it's going to be hard, and uh, and and, and all, almost like just almost just trusting, trusting as well, trusting my my ability to finish it. Like, but. Not just my not just my ability, but trusting what you're telling me as well. Like you, the things that you're saying to me, really did lift me my spirits up. Like if you weren't there, now I I've got no idea how you how somebody can do that self-supported. I mean, you really did really bring me another level. Like get me back out there, feeling like I can still be a competitor in this. Now if you weren't there, I I think I would have just felt a little bit flat, you know. Um, so like. Yeah, I, th- I think my biggest my biggest strength is the way my attitude in, going into the race and, and during the race and um, yeah. but my I think the biggest struggle for me was descending. I think mm. um, my quads were trashed, but whether or not they're trashed based on the sheer number of de- descents um, or even just the the skill of running downhill. Is a real, it's an art. I think. I, I think. I don't know if I, if I'm, if I'm that good a descender, um, over over that sort of length of distance. I, I, I think I've ran this, you know, descents, technical descents, and 
there's runners who who are you know, can beat in the climbs who are going and smashing past me in the descent, whether or not that's a short descent or a long descent. Um, so that's probably one thing I would need to train for is is running downhill more effectively, um, or right. even just you know just having the the, the, the balls or to, to run and, and not feel like I'm going to fall over. And, and one of the things I, I went into the race going, right, there's going to be some technical parts. Just take your time and, and get to the finish. And I never fell once. And that was mainly because I was looking where I was going and taking my mm. time. And, and if I was to maybe be a bit bolder, I might have maybe gained a few more places. I might not have been breaking as much perhaps. And that might have resulted in let quads being less damaged. Who knows? But, but, you know, yeah. we, we talked about... I remember I'm feeling a bit of a, a fraud saying this in hindsight. I remember after Ben Minnis, I was like, oh, it's, I've never, that was a lot of descending for me, right? 1,500 metres. So, and the same applies more than ever, more so even, I should say, to you. Yeah, you've never climbed 10,000 metres. You've never descended it. That is a huge amount of, you know, a, amount of descending and force and impact through your quads that you're just not conditioned to. Yeah, you know, yeah. As you say, you, you only way to, the only way to get... Condition for that is to do it. Yeah, and I, yeah, and that's, I think that's the the thing. Like, I I don't know. There's very few people who who can who can who can uh, do well in that race. Who could stay? Who could live where we stay and and have a you know all the all the other commitments. It's very difficult to do. Um, and I massive respect to the the people who 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 do so well in that race because it's not just a race that you can train ten hours a week for. You really have to be going out hiking, running, strength and conditioning, eating well, all that kind of stuff. Like, it's just, yeah, really inspiring. And, and it's a race yeah. that you, there's no, there's no, um, there's no shortcuts. So, on the race, then again, what was your highlight of the whole race? Your favorite memory of the whole race? God, God, now you're, now you're, uh, now you're, I think. Probably the start and the finish. <laughs> <laughs> All in Chamonix. Start and the finish. Just, just 30 hours in between, just yeah. a waste. <laughs> yeah. I think the sunrise, uh, you know, the only sunrise, I only had one sunrise, I had two sunsets. They were probably my low points. So the second sunset was my low point. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> but my, the first sunrise, that was phenomenal. Wow. It was just like, you just realise the power of the mountains and how how small you are you know just I mean, running to... in, in these trails just yourself you know mountain goats in the side you know just you and the mountain goats just wow amazing i mean i can sit here quite confidently say i'm never gonna run the utmb right i honestly if <laughs> i was unlike i was very unlikely to beforehand and having seen it i mean i saw i said this on the on the video on on the road i saw two women saw themselves <laughs> now that is more than I need to see. I saw countless people chunder. I saw people looking like they're about to faint. Like some anyway. And I've also seen what it reduces strong athletes, strong guys like you too. That I, anyway, I'm unlikely to do it, right? But what I will say is, and listeners should watch this. If you watch that, like it's like a two-minute UTMB highlights reel that we shared. And having also been out there for a glimmer of a second, you think, oh my god. I want to do this race, <laughs> and then then reality strikes. You go, yeah, don't be ridiculous, Tom. So it's um, I'm so impressed. It's just so inspiring. You see videos like part of the video they're showing the sun rising. I can only imagine what it must be like for you out there. Like you've been trolling through the night, and suddenly you see you feel the warmth of the sun in your face. That must be amazing. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it was midday though. Jesus, what a heat that was. Yeah, yeah it was warm, and, yeah. And you got my, you, you sprayed sun cream on me as well. You're you're amazing. That was just before you left. You remember that? You were about to go. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You haven't got sun lotion on. My mum, you your mum you... told me to put this on you. Aye, don't want to get your bald head. Uh, all, <laughs> you're, you're all shaved, ready to go. Don't want your head to get red. <laughs> oh God. So what was your highlight then? I mean, as as a, as a crew, as the the number one crew mate, you know, the the integral part of well, the operation. So I'm. I mean, what, what, I'm what not. Your experiences uh, like. Well, I'm not, I, I think for anyone who wants to hear about the experiences of a crew, I would suggest, save, let's, don't listen to this, I won't ramble on now, watch some of the videos, because I was... Oh, they were just top class, like, well, I, I must apologise, I haven't liked, I've, I've been on social media, but I've had to try and, like, I, I've, I'm really, really humbled by <laughs> all the comments and replies, and oh, honestly, I'm just, it made, almost made me cry again, but when I got some hydration back and fluids back into the, <laughs> uh, I'm really, really stoked by all the messages and support, and to be honest, like, I wasn't expecting so many people to, uh, like, follow it, and, and, it, and, and I must, that's probably one of the highlights for me, is just the amount of people who followed it, and really, like, throughout the day, like, you were giving me, you were telling me how, all the messages, and like even that last kilometer, all like you put that Facebook story, all the people who were commenting and like, I am that was so crazy. honestly, I am so so. Um, I feel I, I, again, I don't know the the word to describe it. Humbled, I don't know. Um, like I, mean, I came 116th, you know, and you, you guys think I'm heroes and it, you, you are know, a hero, it, mate. It, for that, like I don't know, like I just, you know, it's not all about winning races. It's it's about how you approach it and how you. Uh, you know how you get through it and, and and i think it applies to there's many stories like mine i would in you know, any from the start to the last finisher and I, my story is nothing compared to some of the stories out there uh of you know lesser finishers and then the uh, higher up finishers than i am or, or faster but, you, but you know it's all about i guess you know people knew you knew it they were people were willing you on they know you and they know how much it meant to you, and they knew that you'd put the work in, and you were, you know, it was a big goal for you. So people, people enjoy that. And actually, that's why I'd said to you before, I'm going to try and do some filming out there. And I was a bit like, in hindsight, actually, I had this sort of dream that oh, afterwards it'd be great, and we have loads of footage of Kyle running, put together a montage. In reality, because I'm in the tent ten minutes before you come in, then I'm in there ten minutes afterwards, clearing up all the shit that we've taken out of your pockets. <laughs> I actually didn't get to see you run much, so all the footage is just me waffling like an idiot at these checkpoints. But I was really keen to document it somehow. And what was amazing, so I'm stood. At, the one thing that struck me is that like three o'clock in the morning, I'm at Cormier, I'm doing a live video, and there's like eight people watching it. That's amazing. Like just eight, eight random British guys who are up. I don't know, some of them probably got kids, some were maybe they come off a night shift or a night out, more likely. <laughs> and like, you see who's watching it live, that was really cool. And then, at the finish, that last video, when we're running in, and there's like over 100 people watching it, that, like, yeah. which may sound low, and we're not, you know, we're not the BBC. So that is like, for us, that's that was amazing to think there's yeah. that many folk who are tuned in to what you're doing. Um, but oh, I was, for me, it was, you know, as I say, I feel like a bit of a fraud because I didn't run, but it was a a brilliant experience I was so pleased for you I was so pleased to be a part of it and like it was just it's an incredible event I mean just what the, the different sort of seeing that part of the Alps and and so how inspiring to see so many people just trotting on is is mental so 
Yeah, I would. Anyone who want anyone who's who is has an opportunity to crew an event like that, I would say go for it because it's from a very different. Obviously, I'm coming at it from a very different perspective from you. It was great to see and feel part of that event, and yeah, it was. Uh, it's quite. It was pretty cool, and I think actually the if if as a result if you do it again, I'll be there in a flash to crew you. I wouldn't miss it for oh, the world. And, and if I ever, <laughs> I'm not going to do it. But if I ever knew someone else do it. I would. I've got loads of things for to crew. Like, I mean, I need to write these down. Dave, old man Dave was having a long, long chat with him. Happy birthday, Dave! By the way. Oh, happy birthday, old man. Jeez, old man Dave's even older. Oh, you know, that's what he said. <laughs> Although, congrats, he also won the Glenmore Twelve yesterday. Congrats on that. But Dave was right, saying, well I need to get, need to get this written down because it's like there's some crew in gold. Like, like, you know. Anyway, I'm not going to go into it now. I might even write a wee blog on the website about it. But there's oh, so that'd much. Be good, yeah, yeah. There's so many things that I would do differently now like for it that i think would make your race experience better would make the crewing experience better it's uh it's cool but it's yeah i've rambled a wee bit there but that brilliant event i was stoked to be to be involved in it it was absolutely incredible and i I had no doubt you would ever finish there was a couple of points where you were a bit later than expected mainly in the second half and although what was funny we should talk about that last climb that you took for so basically from the last checkpoint valor scene it was something like three, four hours till you made the next checkpoint. <laughs> and like, folk on the social media were all kicking off and we're going to call them out. Ali McIver, who, if you're listening, Ali, Inverurie's Ali McIver, who's all for like sending out like mountain rescue. I'm thinking, settle down. He's on the UTMB. There's like, I, at that point, <laughs> at that point, I was thinking, there's 87 people have gone over the top of the mountain that he was running towards. And 95 people have gone through the previous checkpoint. So there was at least like, you know, there was about 10 people on that climb somewhere. You know, he wasn't alone. And there was about a thousand people behind him on the course. So he was just taking his time. And, uh, but it was not, you know, I am joking. It was really nice to see people get concerned and are really, are totally vested in following it at that time of night. Absolutely brilliant. Oh yeah, it was, it was amazing. Yeah, I mean. I mean, what I will say, Tom, is like I, I'm in your debt uh, coming to the support for you to support me and devote your time and you know your 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 working man. You to take time off you to get your get make your way to Chamonix and you know sleep in that rubbish. you know and, and, and massage my uh, <laughs> yeah. Some, okay, some, that is the worst part of it. Integral yeah. parts of of sore bits I had and. Uh, it was just, it was amazing. Like for you to be a part of it was, you know, just made it so special. And uh, something is, it's a bucket list, bucket list race. Um, who cares about if I was first or last? It was just an amazing race to be part of. And this, what I will say is, there's plenty of races like this that you can really get the same experience from. But, um, yeah. but for you, Tom, like you know, we 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 did chat about. You know, you go there, you come to Chamonix. There's all these trails, and you're wandering about, climbing hills. You know where you can, when you can, when you have time and uh, yeah. it would be great to see you doing something like this, you know, and an ultra I race think... and, and you know, old man Greg is uh is, is crewing you this time and are we uh, are we roll reverse reverse I reckon I, I could get my head around the C C C I think eventually. And obviously I'd have to train and qualify but um I've got I've got I've got shorter plans at the moment. Maybe once some maybe that can be a post forty bucket list job for me. Perhaps, yeah, it could be. I mean well, I mean, in a way, if you were to do the C C C I used to do the U T M B in our forties, that would work out. Oh that's well, that sounds good actually. Yeah, no, I could you the C C C then you know, we swap over and I do U T M B and 
I don't think that would be great prep for you and UTMB though. <laughs> and actually, after CCC, actually, no, I think CCC's be... in the same day, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's, but, um, uh, you just do the CCC. I'll I'll, I'll maybe uh, take a step a step back from the UTMB in the meantime. But uh, but, but I mean, yeah. and, as, and I guess the last thing on terms of as a weekend, like so we mentioned briefly. So out for a few beers on on the Sunday night, and I felt like I I was riding on as a plus one to like the Scottish ultra running night out or something like it was just a, a brilliant a really you know as a non-ultra runner to go and chat to so many big names and you know folk who are so well known on the circuit and hear their stories you know we you know mentioned all before it was great and what a pleasure having a the opportunity to talk running for a couple of hours with your the uh head of the governing body I mean Ian that is just like unbelievable brilliant Third, what a great night it was so good to see all those guys um as I say, we're sorry to Stuart Ross, gutted for Stuart, but kudos for getting out there and going for it, uncrewed, you know, uh, Gail Tate, who got yeah. helicopter off the mountain. Great think, spirits uh, afterwards, though. Great oh, spirit. and great spirits. Yeah, she was so in great positive. spirits. Yeah. Sharon Law, I think she she did the CCC, I'm not sure which one she did, but she yeah. didn't do, she had a bit of an issue as well. So these guys have had rough runs. Some of them are just out to just support, and everyone's out with a smile on their face on a Sunday night getting together. I thought it was just showed that sort of Scottish running spirit. Oh, Superb. Yeah, it was it was brilliant. Yeah, really enjoyed watching it. Um it was, it was being part of it, that is uh it was just awesome. So uh yeah, so other than that, well we could check I think what is well we're let's be honest, we're probably gonna dine out in UTMB for the next three, probably, four weeks yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah, we'll just yes. keep regurgitating stories <laughs> yeah, as we go. <laughs> well I'm just aware of time folks, so we've we've been rambling on for two hours and uh, <laughs> yeah. and, uh and, and hopefully you've enjoyed it. But what what we will do is we'll, we'll maybe I'm, I'm, we're going to try and keep I've I've got to, to we've got to have a cat dinner don't we so fifteen yeah. minutes fifteen minutes left to rattle through right. stuff will we try that yeah so let's what we can do then fifteen minutes I'm going to give you thirty seconds of my marathon training yeah so well, yeah. starting right. we'll start honestly we'll, we'll keep it thirty we go well we'll call it sixty seconds. Chamonix, two dynamite runs, not that long in distance, but two hours, I got two hours and one hour in the mountains, loved it, good uh, good running, that was fine, low week in terms of mileage though, because of that, so it was about 58, plus I had a day off travelling, but this week I've made up for it, I got a really good session on the Tuesday, 8 by a K, felt like I was flying, really good, and then on f- Friday, 10 miles at marathon pace, bang on, oh, 2.29 nice. pace, oh, really? on gas. Yes. yeah, feeling yes. good. And then yesterday, 23 miles around Fetteresso Forest, up oh, and down. I so that was good. Felt really good. Like I put the, I was like easy run, seven minute miling, and the last like three miles, put the hammer down and pushed on a bit. So that was me in a nutshell. 83 miles last week. I'm think I'm maybe six weeks to go. So I feel good, and I'm doing the Krathis half this weekend. Oh, nice. So, oh, so be, yeah, so that'd be good. So the the Krathis half, yeah, that's is that this weekend, yeah. That's the this coming Saturday. So that is me. In terms of we can talk about that in the races to come up. In terms of moving through results, why don't we both pick two races each? Yeah, well, from the last two weeks. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna gonna I'm gonna be um uh I'm gonna pick the Space Side Ultra. Now I know we missed this one. The main reason for it is, but well, I'm organising it next year. So <laughs> I, I thought it'd be quite quite apt to to maybe uh, include this one. So I'm gonna so the winners for this was Grant Jeans uh, and four was ten, which is a fantastic time. Um, and Adam Gray second, Penny Cook Harriers and Scott Craighead in third place, Carnethy Hill Racing. Uh, old man Dave was running, uh, so yeah, he was second V40. 
uh, fifth overall. And uh, our first lady was Michelle Young. Uh, Lynn Henderson, second four for Roadrunners. And third place was Karen Simpson of Thistle Fitness. I'm going to also give a big shout out to um, Claire Dunn, a Metro Aberdeen runner, who has come on leaps and bounds in terms oh, of her yeah. training. Like she, she was, what, sixth? Sixth place? Fifth, sixth Claire... place in that? And, and, uh, and had an absolute stormer. Like she has improved so much. and So strong at ultra. Yeah. Uh, so so that's definitely a forty for her. So well done, to Claire. And I know she did wreck it. So yeah, big shout out to Claire because I know she listens. So well done. Um, so that's the Space Side Way Ultra. Um, really looking forward to organising it next year. And uh, yeah, I'm sure more information to come. Hopefully. Cool. Well, at my first pick, I'm going to go. Of course, for last weekend it was a Sterling 10K, uh, which is the Scottish. 10k champs now it was a stacked field this year because they brought up an english a north of england team for a i think it was inter-countries or something event uh, which wasn't particularly well um well advertised before i didn't realize it was the case but oh, anyway they went either, yeah. so the, anyway it meant it was a stacked field so the course record was broken it was omar ahmed from ir midlands was 28.53 at sterling what the hell i mean that shows what a class anyway more importantly scottish champion grant sheldon canvas line Congratulations, Grant. 29-27. Silver medal goes to Jamie Crow. 29-49. Both under 30. Centrally C, Jamie, of course. Yeah, fast Absolutely times. incredible. And third place, Ali Hay. Centrally C, 30-11. While I mention Ali, I have... Uh, Ali is on the list to come on the show. We've, he's a, we're, I was messing... He's coming on. I've... With Chamonix and everything. I've, yeah. My schedule's been disaster. So, <laughs> Ali, apologies publicly about that, but we're you're coming on ASAP. <laughs> you, you know, we've you we said that since day one. All the, all the, <laughs> the exactly. Yeah. But anyway, brilliant. Ali, forever in that, uh, he's always up there. So great to see Ali with the bronze medal there. And I'm going to put it out there because we're biased. Gutted. One second off a medal. Cameron Strachan, our yeah. man. He's Metro. Oh. Passive. 30-12. One thing I'm going to say is uh, our, our, our coach, Lewis Walker, He's uh, he's obviously putting some dents into his um his training there, so that's a stellar yeah. time. Like, I mean, I was taking a piss that he didn't beat my uh, my ten k time. Uh, he smashed it. <laughs> oh, really? That's the that's real amazing. deal. That's amazing. Like, uh, and there's no doubt he's gonna go sub thirty now. Oh, no doubt at all. After that, brilliant result. Like that's um, for me standout result. For for me was him. The other standout result I'm going to give you now. You might not expect this one. Now I did see it in the results. I know we're, we've only got 15 minutes left. Um, is uh, yeah, is Scott Bremer, Scott Bremer, Central AC. Uh, yeah. And I'm sure he's a V45. He, could be a he is a V45. Yeah. And he ran a 31.50. Uh, oh my god. So in terms of the age grading, if you look at the age grading, I think he would have the highest age grading. Uh, ah, okay. Well, but uh, I mean, I, I, he's I, I probably doesn't listen to the show. Um, in fact, Umar Umar Ahmed's got the highest. State. Grant Sheldon, great result from Grant as well in twenty nine twenty seven for him after a bit of a setback of injury. But yeah, Scott Bremner thirty one fifty. If I can run a thirty one minute ten k <laughs> at the age of forty, I'll be delighted. I'm gonna throw out another couple before we go into the women. Just a couple of other sort of names that we know and, and love on the show uh, James Donald 30-13 great to see uh, James is under 20 running that quick uh, James of course is Dundee Hawks Max Malarvey was 30-15 I mean that's a, it's a, such a strong field oh, yeah. our man Kenny Wilson 30-22 good to see that Kenny's marathon training is, 
is he obviously doing doing him good work and he's in good 10k shape even when he's deep in the mileage um we had and of course a bit further back a big a, well, pb three seconds our man ben ward run beer great run from him 32 2 i think and rico chris richardson at 32 11 so that i'm a, i'm i was proud but slightly gutted for the metro lads fourth team at the national champs oh, really? that just, oh, right. just shows how far we've come to be edged to be the guys are a bit disappointed and i, I talked to them up we beforehand because i thought they would do it but what a brilliant achievement you know at fourth we want that medal is coming i know it and cameron was oh. at fourth definitely on the whip on your before we go into the women like you know sub there was 55 uh sub 30 33 minute performances that's incredible. The Ainas in, in what was it? There was thirty six sub thirty two minute performances. That's amazing. Oh, and I know there's a couple of English guys in there, but there's not that many. Um, no, there's not. Which uh, that must be the, the, the you know even without the English guys, the strongest field that of a ten k race that is assembled in a long time in terms of types. Yeah. Yeah. On the women, so Fenola Ross Shettleston, uh thirty three thirty eight. Uh, another uh, Scottish 10k championship for Fenula so well done that's great uh, second and this, I'm going to go straight to Scottish people there's a few in, north of England there second Scott was Jenny Bannerman 35.08 great yeah. to see Jenny getting a medal again and Annabelle Simpson 35.16 of Fife in third place so well done girls great and that's a really strong women's field actually to see what they the top well three under 35 really good yeah, real, real good strength and depth um, for the. Yeah, I may, maybe I must, I must be. I think the the, the males is perhaps more dominant than the female uh, in terms of depth. But you yeah. know, uh, uh, there has been times in the past we've said the female field has been stronger than the males. But uh, it just you know, I think it's it's been it's been good, refreshing to see so much depth in, in both races. Um, oh, yeah. Anyway, but. I think the the guys slightly edge out the the depth, but still, you know, nonetheless, brilliant performances by everyone. So, yeah. Um. So so we got you've we've had one each, have we? Or two each? Yeah, one each. You want to go? I'll let you go one more. Well, na- naturally, it has to be the the Great North Run. Um, nice. I think so. The so obviously, you know, the the, the overall winner was um our man, not our man, uh, Mo Farah. He's not a man at all. Um, <laughs> He's not in any way a man. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Callum Hawkins, a, a, a fantastic result for him. Uh, okay, he was let, you know not slightly outside this PB, but 60 minutes and 39 seconds for a, um, for a fourth place is, is brilliant and, and bodes really well for for his um, uh, world championship uh, world championships in, in Doha in the next in, in a couple of weeks' time. So great, great run from Callum. Um, also, Derek Hawkins had a good run, uh, 64 minutes and 13 seconds, which is one of his best results in the, the last few years. Um, yeah. Which gives him a second place in the Scottish rankings. So good, good for you. Um, also, Steph Twell had a good um, warm up for the 10k uh, in Doha at the World Championships with a half marathon. Got a PB. I didn't realize it was a PB of 70.52. So she's running really well. Um, that elevates her to a third on the all-time list, Scottish all-time list as well. Um, but again, there's, there's that issue of is it a point-to-point downhill course? We could argue that yeah. every day. Um, but yeah, other than that, I don't know any other main performances. I haven't really looked at it, but 
there was a couple of the mile race at the Great North Run as well. Uh, in fact, was it the mile race? Ailish McCoggan, I think she won that. Yeah. A speedy yeah, time did, there. Yeah. Um, another mile race that was taking place was the New York Fifth Avenue mile. Chris O'Hare had a cracking time, a 3.51 on the road uh, as a mile and finished the same time as Nick Willis. It was, in the, it was a fantastic sprint finish, actually. Um, in fact, a three-way sprint finish, uh, uh, 351.7 for Nick and Chris O'Hare. Uh, and Sam Prackle was 351.8. So imagine that burn up in the last bit. It would have been pretty exciting to watch, oh, I think. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. So I think also news, Justin, as well. Um, uh, Jake just finished second in the Euro Athletics uh, versus U- USA um, track event that's currently on, 338.50. Um, so well done uh, Jake looks like a tactical race with that sort of time well done um, so yeah that's me with my results there what, what's your last one Tom well do you know what since time is of the essence and we can come back to some of these next week oh, things yeah, like definitely. the Kirkcaldy yeah. Parks half all that we can come back yeah. to that but why don't we choose a result next that transitions into news so if we go young Frau, where it was another win for Robbie Simpson it was yeah and again he's on fire it's just it's refreshing to see that he's retained his title at the Young Fry Marathon. Um, I would love to do this race, and I know there's a few few of the guys have, have run this race. Um, but I'm uh, yeah, just looking at the results. So Robbie, he won it by a clear couple of minutes anyway. Um, now I've got the 2018 results. I don't know why I'm not getting the 2019 ones. Ah. Um, but anyway, he he won at 2:59. I think he he did. He ran that. The, con- the conditions. I looked. I watched some of the coverage. The conditions looked horrendous. It, it doesn't look too good. Absolutely it? horrendous. And actually, from from um, from what Robbie's saying on social media and whatnot, he he was sat in fifth for a large part of the race, and he only came past the leaders between 38 and 40k. Oh wow! Yeah, and he yeah. was, you know, thank and kudos that he managed to, as you say, drop Doper Mamu. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's just just. For me, the win, the win there was that, that you know, uh, you know, justice prevailed, uh, and and Robbie got the win, which is which is great. Um, I think also the uh, another British athlete was second place, Andy Davids, sorry, Andrew Davies. Uh, oh, right. So it was our first second there. Um, cool. We also had uh, he, he used to run for um, he used to live in Scotland near Fort, he used to be a Forest Harrier indeed, uh, Ben Livesey. You got a 12th place, oh, yeah. I think. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I haven't got the results in front of me. I'm just remembering what, what, I, what I looked at. Um, and uh, John Newsom, I think he was the right 25th place in the race. Now, it's a, it's a, it's a stellar field. Um, and our man uh, Paul Rogan, also a Forest Harrier, was also racing. Um, so he, he was also. I don't know what his position was, but I'm sure he, he, he had a good run. Um, other than that, I'm sure there was other folk who were running, but apologies, I haven't got the results in front of me. Uh, but yeah, looks like looks like some some cracking results by the Scots at Young Frau Marathon next year, so, Tom. Uh, maybe. <laughs> so moving on with time in mind, we also another bit of cool news to talk about are the twelve Scots that have made the British World Champs team. So the Doha dozen, as they're as they're known. So just to name them, name and shame them. So Andy Butcher has been selected for the five thousand. Zoe Clark's in the four by four. Beth Dobbins in the 200 and the 4x4 relay. Neil Gurley in the 1500 after that fantastic uh, British Champs performance. Cam Hawkins, of course, in the marathon. Josh Kerr also in the 1500. 
Ailish McColgan, fifth, she's in the five and ten double. Although I think she's yet to confirm if she will double or not, but she's in for both. Laura Muir is in for the 1500. It'd be great to see her running and hopefully she's shaking that injury. Gemma Rike in the 1500 as well. Another one from the, the family young, as they seem to be called. Lindsay Sharp in the 800. Steph Twell in the 10K, which apparently is a warm up to Frankfurt, so that's interesting. Ah. And Frankfurt Marathon, that is. And uh, completing an all Scottish 1500 team for the men and the British team is Jake Whiteman. So, oh, well, excellent. Absolutely so good to see that big Scottish group in that British team. Yeah, that'd ah, be good, exciting to see. So, when's Doha then? When's the World Champs? Do, what, do you know when it starts? Uh, it's in the. It's late. Is it not on the twenty seventh of September or something like that? I, I think it's like end of the month. Oh, okay. Oh, so yeah. Well, that'll be about right because Hawkins and Steph Twelve ran the Great North Run, so you'd imagine that'll be three weeks out. Yeah. Max. Ah, okay, okay. So, well, I'll yeah, be, so that'll keep me entertained. In, that'll keep me entertained in my uh, in my sedent, sedentary <laughs> state. <laughs> Which uh, I think we'll talk about that that later on next week. Uh, how. Hopefully by that point I'll have my running mojo back, but yes. I'll even be running. But at the moment I'm not doing anything. I'm having a day off or a week off or <laughs> off, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, so, so what race, else do you want to talk about? Races. What races are coming up? We uh, we talked about the the Carathas half. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I yeah that's this Saturday I think. It is yeah. So I'll be there. Um, yeah, that's well training run. Yeah, well, enjoy that one. Um, and uh, yeah, that's uh, twelve o'clock. So I think there's still entries open. I think there is, yeah. Um, there is, there is other races on as well. So the half marathon is too, too long for you folks. Um, there's the five k at Carathas Castle. That's at eleven, eleven o'clock. Um, and it's it's actually Although, branded as the pin. Pin. Why wouldn't festival. you? Why wouldn't you just? I'm going to shoot them down a bit. Why wouldn't you just do the Carathas Park for at half past nine? I think it might be cancelled that week. <laughs> Is it? Oh, that's... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that oh, might be right. Yeah, right, I stand, I stand a... corrected. Yeah, well, there you go. It's uh, yeah, sh- shot down, Tom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a family-friendly play area on the south lawn of the castle, so it's a family race, right? a family oh, right. uh, occasion. There's a, a children's 1.5k at the castle as well. Um, so any children, you got children, folks, get them there for a mile run around the castle. Um, anyway, that's enough plugging for the Carassus race. Um, any other races you've got Oof, coming up? So it's the I'm I'm just having a very quick glance on the list. There's not that much this weekend. Newmarket ten K up this way. There's the actually I'm surprised you're not doing this. Kyle's ten miles. I don't, <laughs> do you know what? Uh, Lewis has told me I'm not allowed to run this week because of my tingly feet. <laughs> okay, it's very sensible. Well, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it. They've got like yeah, Caithness half. Actually, that's, this is a good thing there's not many result, results. That means we can actually backdate next <laughs> yeah, weekend to catch up on the ones we haven't talked about. Come, oh, yeah. come on all 10k this weekend. Yeah, from hell and back's on. That'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, English, and that's Cumbernauld. Yeah, you're right. Devon ha- half marathon, that's up our way. No, you're right. There isn't that much um, coming yeah. up at all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's a good thing then. Medic Hill Race. Medic Hill Race. That's one that you can do if you lose all you hill bashers out there. Uh, so in terms of rants, then we'll leave the rants. We've got a few rants uh, in, in, we the do. Rant, in the rant bank, so we'll. Um, we'll the rant <laughs> bank, <laughs> I love it. We'll chat about that. The rant, ba- the rant bank's full. I've got a lot of rants by uh, WhatsApp. I've actually got a couple of rants of my own, yeah. but after the UTMB, so oh, we, the brilliant. rant bank is full. Well, one of the ones is, uh, no, I don't even want to say it because I think uh, 
Yeah, I've, in fact, I just looked at your notes. That's hilarious. Uh, I'm not even yeah. gonna, it's, it's cracking me up. I know exactly what that one's about. <laughs> anyway. Um, it's a teaser yeah, for next week. It is, yeah. Well, folks, if you do want to contact us, if you've missed us that much, you want to message us, and uh, I'm not doing much these days, so um, it will be far more responsive uh, than probably I would be running a 30-hour race. Um, if you want to email us, tartanrunningshirts at gmail.com. Um, you've, we've also got a, a fantastic website. I don't know if it's been linked to a new one, but um, again, we're going to do a big plug, uh, a big shout, not even a plug, just a, a real appreciative thanks for, for the um, just getting the website up and running, which has been phenomenal. It looks amazing. Um, and yeah. yeah, we've got a Facebook page at Tartan Running Shorts and also Twitter at Tartan Shorts. So follow us there. If you do like what we speak about, our ramblings and all that kind of stuff, do leave us a review on iTunes because um, it does push us up the rankings. And, uh, yeah, it just gives us um, – uh, yeah, it just means we can get more coverage of, of, of uh, yeah, just trying to improve the podcast and make sure it goes from strength to strength and uh, give the listeners what they want. So, anyway, I'm rambling again, folks. I'm away from my curry. Tom's away at his bed. And uh, <laughs> we will catch you guys next week. Bye.